friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Welcome back to another episode of Shatter Ceilings Podcast with your hosts, Adriana and Stephanie. We hope you enjoyed episode seven. We received so much feedback and it seemed like it was very helpful and encouraging to everyone. Mm -hmm. So we are so thankful for Anka and Andrea for all their knowledge that they shared with us. Um, We talked about this a little bit earlier. It was just so cool to have us conversating. And I was like looking at Anka, who is my therapist, and I was like, She's in my house. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about mental health. Like, I'm married now, and it mm-hmm. was just such a different season. I was, like... Full circle moment. Yeah. Like, I was literally thinking, like, my first session with her. I wasn't married. I didn't even know James. Mm-hmm. I was still living at home. It was just cool to see where I am now. So, mm-hmm. Very that cool. was a really cool episode. I was really excited, as you guys can yeah. tell. <laughs> Fair <For> girly. <laughs> I was. Like, for me, I was, like... For the first time, like, I went home and told my husband, like, today was, like, such a cool memory for me. Just because I felt so validated that what I was doing is the right thing for me. Just because I felt like, okay, hearing people talk about it who have been doing it for so long Mm -hmm. made me feel, like, so much more passionate. And, like, it gave me kind of, like, a boost to, like, you know. reassurance. Yeah, reassurance. Like, Like, it's not... Obviously, the schooling is not easy, but I'm like, okay, this is meant for me. Mm-hmm. And just, like, having... I was, like, so challenged on the, the episode with them. I was so mentally challenged. Like, that's good, though. I told Finney, I went home, I was like, I feel so dumb. <laughs> like, but that's how you know you're in the right place. Like, when you have yep. people around you that are challenging you mentally, and it's kind of, like, forcing you to rise a little bit to a yeah. different level, that's how you know that you're it's in the right place. a good place to be. Yeah, and so I have to thank Adriana. I'll, like, no, really, <laughs> really, because you made the connection. Like, you knew Anka, and you knew Andrea, so yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I owe that so much to Adriana, like, for making, you know, oh, that connection. I'm so. just attracting all the therapists <clears throat> in my life. <laughs> I know, it's so cool. It was it was so cool. Yeah. And again, I'm, I hope it did help people. We did get a lot of good feedback. A lot. We're still getting a lot of good feedback and i want them back even if it's Mm -hmm. just like one of them um for an episode so i agree they didn't they didn't get rid of us that's for sure so (laughs) i know i'm curious back of other convos we can have with them Mm -hmm. but with today's episode we are talking about conflict Mm. how to resolve conflict in a healthy and mature way we did a poll on social Mm -hmm. media and that was the topic that won Mm -hmm. so i'm happy we're talking about it because it's a topic that we can all apply to our lives and our relationships yeah i agree um one thing i can guarantee anybody who's listening if you're not currently in a conflict you're either coming out of one or you're gonna approach one very soon Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's just something that i think we all avoid and like the word conflict can stir up so many like unpleasant feelings in a lot of us like anxiety or fear but the harsh reality is we all deal with it throughout our life Um, but the key is not to fear or try to avoid conflict but to learn how to resolve it in a healthy way so Adriana, you've talked about people pleasing before in our episodes. Do you feel like people pleasing plays at all into people like avoiding conflict? Yes, definitely. Looking back, I would avoid conflict mm-hmm. because I didn't want people to be upset. I didn't want to confront people. 
And so I would just like hide it under the rug Mm -hmm. and just pretend everything was cool when (laughs) clearly it wasn't. So I think definitely if you're still dealing with people pleasing, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a struggle. I feel like now I, not that I like to confront people, but like I feel more confident about it Mm -hmm. and it's just a mature thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I get upset when people don't confront me. You know what's going to help in the long run if you do it correctly. So I think confrontation is just it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. It's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're still dealing with people pleasing conflict can kind of give you that like uneasy feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this earlier. You mentioned like we were kind of brainstorming. Have we ever had a personal situation where we have <laughs> seen like conflict resolution be successful? Yeah. And like, what did you say? <laughs> well, okay. Obviously we posted the poll and I was like, okay, both topics are good. I'm curious which one, like, our viewers want to talk about. And then conflict one, which I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, I think I'm going to learn about this a lot when we talk mm-hmm. about it. Because I don't think I've had successful conflict resolved. Yeah. Either because of <clears throat> me or the other party. Mm-hmm. Or just because people are, like, avoiding it. So, I was mm-hmm. kind of laughing. So, I was like, what does that look like? Because every time I had a conflict with someone, it just... Either I thought we had a good talk, and then mm-hmm. we left, and then I heard them talking bad about me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I dealt with things, or... Mm-hmm. I don't, it just never went well. So, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see. And that, I think, also makes people fearful. When you have so many bad experiences like that, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, maybe it's not the right thing to confront it or to resolve it. But... um I kind of thought of this topic because I like looked around me and I saw so many people. Obviously, it's normal and it's part of the human experience to have disagreements. Like Mm -hmm. we all have such different opinions. And even like in the church, like because we both go to the same church, we all have different opinions, different views on things. So it's totally normal that you're going to clash. But if you don't know how to resolve conflict, especially as a Christian, that is first of all a bad testimony to the world yeah and i think it leads to a lot of unnecessary drama and like negativity and toxicity in the church particularly so i kind of was like okay i think this is kind of a good thing to <laughs> bring to up talk and study about. and talk about yeah so a lot of us believe that conflict can break a relationship apart mm-hmm. and i think that's where a lot of that fear stems from but in reality and truthfully if we know how to handle conflict in a positive and most important in a respectful way Mm -hmm. it can actually strengthen a bond between two people whether that's like a friendship or a marriage or any type of relationship what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yeah exactly (laughs) exactly conflict resolution can be wrapped up into like a set of skills that we're going to talk about that these skills are learnable like any other set of skills but before we do that we should first determine and define what a conflict is Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of us have a hard time or have like a different, like a preconceived notion of what conflict is. Um, A conflict is more than a simple disagreement. It can be like a situation in which one or both of the parties feel threatened. And because conflicts involve like perceived threats to our well-being, and we'll talk about that later where fight or flight comes in, conflicts will stay with us until we face them head on and resolve them. Yeah, they don't Um, go away. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you might think that will be because I brushed under the rug, like, you know, it's fine, but it will come back up. Yeah, time doesn't heal conflict. (laughs) Exactly. It will come back up in the form of like, 
just like unhealed trauma. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's really important to just kind of nip it in the bud the right way and the correct way. Yep. Um, and this also plays a lot into emotional intelligence. The more you are emotionally aware of yourself, I think, the easier it is and the more you understand the importance of conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. The way that we respond to conflict in our lives is oftentimes based on our perception of the situation and not necessarily based on an objective view of the facts of the situation. So for example, it's really important for us not to try to like prove our truth mm-hmm. in a conflict because your truth is going to be different than the other party's truth. Yeah, it's, which is hard. <laughs> it's hard. And it's all the way the way you look at the situation. Mm-hmm. Our perceptions are what can be influenced by our culture, the way we grew up, life experiences, beliefs, Mm-hmm. Um, what perceptions, Adriana, do you feel like the Romanian community might have towards conflict or confrontation? That's a good question. Or like, how have you, like, growing up, What? how did you see conflict, for example, yeah. through what lens? I was going to say, taking it back to my childhood, obviously we love our parents and we respect them, mm-hmm. but we're also going to not see eye to eye with our parents, mm-hmm. especially in your teenage years right? <laughs> when you're learning. So I realized every time I had... A disagreement and it turned into this huge conflict it kind of ended the conversation of like i'm your parent you need to respect me and honor mm-hmm. me and you live inside my house this mm-hmm. is how we think and it you was need to seen think as like disrespectful this. yeah which i i can see that but at the end of the day we're gonna have conflict and i think it's still okay to even talk to your parents and sit down and have a mature adult conversation right And then thinking about like friendships, I feel like when you were saying a lot of people look at conflict like, oh my gosh, if we have a conflict between me and my friend, we're not going to be friends anymore. Or Mm -hmm. what if this will break it? Or even with like boyfriends, like we have this argument, what if this is going to break us apart? So Mm -hmm. it's like that fear of Mm -hmm. breakups and rejection. But Mm -hmm. I think growing up, you mature and you realize Mm -hmm. conflicts are always going to be there. And again, you just need to learn Mm -hmm. how to argue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think growing up, we saw it as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. If you could avoid it, it's just avoid it. It's not worth it. Right. I think a lot of people are also very passive Mm -hmm. and they come across as in like, oh, no drama zone. I don't care. I don't want to hear about it, Mm -hmm. which sounds nice. Like, wow, they're drama free. Mm -hmm. But if you really look into it, they may be really being passive. Mm -hmm. And especially when it's with men, it's like no, you need a man up and talk about this. Right. Like you not caring actually shows that you care and you're not going to do anything about it. So. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. Yep. I also think it has a lot to do with like emotional awareness. Um, we talked about obviously how our parents growing up were not always emotionally available. Mm-hmm. So I think that even how they grew up, we talk about this all the time, like under communism, where you couldn't have a voice and you were not supposed to challenge the agenda that was given to you. So I think, yeah, the authority. So I think that was kind of passed down to us. And so conflict is shunned, Mm -hmm. looked at as disrespectful. And so we are not only not raised seeing what healthy conflict looks like, but it's not encouraged, I think, to resolve conflict. Also in the Christian community, I feel like 
They don't want issues. They want to be united. Mm -hmm. They want to be at peace. And I get that we should strive for that. But sometimes conflict will bring you that peace or to be more united. It will strengthen, yeah, their relationship. So I think that's why the church would also avoid it because they don't want the church to split up or they don't want people leaving. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need to have these conversations or like you said, they're going to come up. You need to have the hard conversations because out of those hard conversations, sometimes can come really good solutions. Yeah, And then that for sure goes into the fact that conflict can be a means for growth in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if we can resolve an issue in a relationship correctly, it builds trust between those two people. Mm -hmm. I've seen that a lot in my life as well. Yeah, that's also a good one with like friendships. And I think having a conflict with friendships test if like they are your friends. Yeah. If they are going to respect you, if they are going to trust you. Like I said, I had conflicts with friends in the past and I left the convo like, okay, finally we can Mm -hmm. move on. And then later that week I would hear her gossiping about what I said that was like very confidential and Mm -hmm. I was being open and honest. So like that would hurt me like Mm -hmm. thinking I could trust this friend having these hard convos and then mm-hmm. hearing it go behind my back. That's so. what's hard, I think, is knowing that you can't control the other party mm-hmm. that you have the conflict with. The only thing you can do is control yourself. And sometimes it's even you thinking, is it worth it with this person? If you know the person well and you know that having a discussion with them is not going to lead to any resolution, mm-hmm. then you know I did my part and that's as far as it can go in that relationship. Yeah, I agree. I think God gives us wisdom on like kind of going back to boundaries of like who can I trust or will this person be open to what I have to say. Right. So with that being said, what are some skills we can all apply? <laughs> so first, um, I want you guys to remember the phrase soft startup. I listened to a podcast a while ago from Focus on the Family where Dr. Randy Schroeder was talking about habits of a happy marriage. And I know obviously we're not talking about marriage specifically here, but I think it can definitely apply. Mm-hmm. And he talks about you're going to argue anyways, like it or not in a marriage mm-hmm. because Obviously, you're two people with two different pasts and baggages and everything, and you come together and you have, you know, issues that come up, two different point of views and all of this. So you're going to argue and you're going to have disagreements, but it's important to learn how to argue Mm -hmm. correctly or how to, you know, have these disagreements in a correct way. He talks about having a soft startup to an argument or a disagreement. When you confront the other party, you want to have a soft startup as opposed to a harsh startup. A soft startup in a conversation sets a positive tone to the rest of the conversation. So what does this look like? It looks like not using accusatory words like you always or you never. I think women do this a lot. (laughs) We like to like talk like an exaggeration sometimes Mm -hmm. like you never take out the trash but really like he's done it before but just because you're angry now you know you're using these accusatory words and for the other party what does this do it automatically puts them on a defense and when you are trying to resolve a conflict successfully you need to realize that you're not against each other you are trying to work together as a team Mm -hmm. to take down that conflict so you don't want to use any accusatory words that causes the other party to go on the defensive right away try to replace those phrases for example with i or we phrases like we have a problem we need to talk or if you're trying to convey to the other party you know i feel hurt right now then you say to them i feel hurt by your actions or 
I feel like you need to do this for me. Mm-hmm. It just helps to take the spotlight off that person. They're not as defensive. Sometimes even Dr. Randy Schroeder suggests this to start the conversation with, I need your help because it's a disarming phrase. So I need mm-hmm. your help to tackle this problem or something. And I think that that's a great thing that we can all employ when we're dealing with conflict resolution. Yeah. He also talks about using the rifle approach, um, which basically means that like a rifle is a single bullet shotgun, we should focus in each disagreement on one hurt or one disappointment. Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing that can really escalate conflict is you start bringing up a bunch of stuff from the past. I was going to say, I think that's like the biggest. Yep. Like as soon as you hear someone bring up something that has nothing to do with this issue, Mm -hmm. at least for me, when I would hear that, I'm like, Okay, this convo's over. Exactly. So the other party shuts down. Mm -hmm. And then the party that's bringing up all these things from the past is like all of a sudden on a monologue. Yeah. And they're just like stuck in their world, bringing up all these things. And that's not going to end in resolution because the other party's going to feel attacked. It's important to use and to bring up one hurt or one disappointment during Mm -hmm. the argument. Going further, the argument should be a dialogue and not a monologue. Uh I think, again, another problem when you're in your feelings, some of us not ramble, but you go on this like long... You're in the moment. Yeah. yeah. When we get like heated and emotional, we tend to go on these long-winded rants. Think of it like a game of tennis where it's going back and forth. You should say three sentences and then allow the other person to speak three sentences and back and forth yeah this just helps both parties to be heard equally make sure you're not monopolizing the conversation i understand in the moment we're emotional we're trying to get our point across but we're just hurting ourselves in the long run because that like conversation is not going to be resolved that way correctly i think that going forward it would be cool for you to kind of talk about like the romanian community how you see them dealing with conflict yeah i mean again not only Romanians have this issue, but us growing up in the community and that's like what we're around and what we see. Mm -hmm. I realize like most Europeans, we're very passionate. Yeah, Latin, yeah. Yeah, we are emotional. Usually, I mean, everyone again is different. We had our whole emotional podcast before. Mm -hmm. Like I said, when I'm in conflict, I tend to not cry. I'm not a crier, but then Mm -hmm. the other person can maybe be being emotional and they're crying too, which I think is also hard when you have two different personalities, which we all are different. Mm -hmm. If one person's more emotional and the other person doesn't, you might leave the convo like, wow, I was crying and they were so cold hearted and didn't care. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you need to understand some people just aren't going to be crying. Right. And also don't apologize if you're crying. Like, Mm -hmm. that's your personality. I think that's okay. Right. So I think just being aware that everyone has different personalities, being Romanian, like I said, it's in our blood to be very passionate and emotional. Mm -hmm. I think also maybe more women, like we want to be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Even if we're not right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I catch myself too, like in the conversation, you have that moment of like, they're right. Like, should I tell them? (laughs) And you really, like, don't want to and you're stubborn because you're like, I just spent all this time proving my point. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And now I have to, like, be humble and be like, okay, you are right. But I think, again, I didn't really grow up seeing that where people were like, okay, I'm sorry I was wrong. Mm -hmm. It's more like, no, I stand by my word because that's my pride and that's who I am and my word is my word. It's like, okay, but (laughs) if you know you're in the wrong, just say it, like... It's a humbling experience That's to do like that. That's like literally another episode we need to do, like learning to say sorry when you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's hard. That's something I struggled with for sure. And I think gave my husband a lot of 
gray and white hair. Because <laughs> he's the kind of person that apologizes very quickly. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's just my my nature that it's hard for me. And I've had to learn how to do it. And it's funny because now I see it with my daughter. And I'm like, oh she my. like you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, girl, like, oh my gosh, you got to work on this. So I can't stress how important it is to remove your emotions when you're trying to solve a conflict. Mm-hmm. I know it's easier said than done. But just think of this scenario. Someone comes up to you and starts an argument and you all of a sudden experience this intense rush of emotions this actually causes your emotional intelligence to drop so say goodbye to all the soft skills that you've been trying to master (laughs) because your brain will trigger the fight or flight response and then stress hormones are going to surge throughout your body and all your logical thought goes out the window Mm -hmm. so during these times it's really important to be able to rein in those emotions and in order to successfully resolve the conflict and some ways you can do that practical ways are take a deep breath Mm -hmm. count to 10 Or simply saying, hey, this is not a good time to have this discussion. Choosing to have the discussion, but actually having it, not just sweeping under the rug. Choosing to have the discussion at another point in time when you think that you're in a better emotional state to do it. Because if you go like into a discussion like that, fully emotionally charged, it's not going to end well. Yeah, usually doesn't end well. I feel like these skills are so easy to hear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I feel like it's what we teach kids. Yeah. Like, hey, you're upset. Let's take a deep breath. Or, hey, let's go in your room and we'll talk about it later. Yeah. It's so easy that, like, we're trying to teach our kids this. And then here we are as adults, like... Teaching ourselves. Yeah, it's true. Or not teaching and not being aware. But like I said, yeah, we want to teach ourselves to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, a practice and a habit we need to do. It's a habit that I think also the more we do it, the more confidence like you said you you get in yourself to be like okay this is the issue i need to confront the other party Mm -hmm. the more you do it i promise it becomes easier and maybe more natural too yeah it just comes more naturally for you to go into the conversation be like okay this is the issue how are we going to tackle it and an, an important thing to like know is Sometimes it's really hard. Like we said, you can't control the other party, mm-hmm. but you just know, okay, these are the skills that I have in my pocket to resolve this. This is what I can do yeah. to better it. I love that. I also think um, being aware, like the whole emotional intelligence thing, I usually, which I think this is a good thing. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but since I am aware of how I am or my emotions or feelings or how I think, I think it's also healthy when you're having a conflict with someone saying like, hey, this was my thought process when I said this or like, this is what I was feeling or this is what I was doing. So they know your intention Mm -hmm. rather than just saying all these things that they like might not know if that makes sense. Yeah, that's really important because it's accountability Mm -hmm. and it's showing the other person like, hey, I'm human. When you're accountable like that, you encourage the other person to also be accountable for their actions. And if both parties don't admit in a conflict their wrongdoing, then you're not going to get anywhere. So I think that that's really great that you do that. Yeah. Well, I, I always wanted to like, put the person in my shoes of how I felt or like if the other person is crying instead of not saying anything I would just like hey like I know you're crying I just want to let you know just since I'm not super emotional I'm not crying doesn't mean I feel like hurt right now like my hurt might look different than yours or I might leave and then get emotional I think that it's easier for me and you maybe because we're 
more logical yeah and i look at a problem like okay this is the problem how do we fix this and like take it's like care a brain of it. thing not a heart thing yeah that that's how it is for me that's why talking no, to people who are yeah. more emotional i understand but also i have like a close friend that is a person that's like that more emotional and during conflict everything would be like the end of the world because like all emotion yeah so, felt so deeply and sometimes i wish that i was like that because i think that's a really cool gift to be able to be mm-hmm. so emotional and empathetic yeah but then it would like hurt that person because the other person either didn't understand where they were coming from or it would just end in the conflict not being resolved and then that person like learned okay this is what i need to do remove my emotion in these times and actually it's helped a lot so it's something for sure that can be learned yeah i think on both sides like i just told my friend like i wish i was emotional i wish i could cry Mm -hmm. right now to show you that i'm hurt Mm -hmm. or that this is upsetting it just doesn't come natural to me Mm -hmm. and then those who are like crying and are emotional i think it's still healthy to become a little bit more logical. Mm-hmm. You a don't healthy have to, balance of everything. Yeah, like you don't have to apologize for crying. It's mm-hmm. okay that you're crying, but you also need to be logical and like go back to like why are we arguing? Mm-hmm. Because I think once emotions get involved, it's just it's hard and you kind of get blinded by yep. all of that. I think also people who are like that more emotional in a way it's kind of easier because you get all your emotion out. But like people like us, I don't know if this applies to you, but when you're more logical, okay, I might not be crying right now, but if I go home, like I'm thinking about this mm-hmm. in my brain all day and it's so annoying. Like yeah. I wish I could just get it out and just just cry and yeah, move but, on. Yeah, so it's like it's like you said it's both sides. It's important is knowing okay like we're on the same team like let's Mm -hmm. try to come together even in a friendship and like figure it out whether the resolution is we learn from this and go forward in our relationship or a resolution can be hey we don't see eye to eye and that's okay like i wish you the best it's true i know it's hard to hear but it's true you know that also is a form of resolution for both parties i was gonna say if you're in a position with either a boyfriend or just friend and you're having like the same issues or the same problem and they're really not changing or they don't show like they're putting effort, I think it's mature to say like, hey, I've given you so many chances. Mm -hmm. We're trying to resolve this conflict and it's just not happening. And like you said, like we wish you the best, but Mm -hmm. this is just not the person for me. Mm -hmm. And um, with friendships and relationships, like I think it's okay to be aware that there's people for a season mm-hmm. or like there's a reason sometimes the conflict might end in you guys splitting off, mm-hmm. but it's probably for the best. Right. <laughs> so it's, and that doesn't you know. mean that that's going to be that forever. Oh yeah. I've of had course. experiences where at a time in my life, I was really close with somebody mm-hmm. and then we went through kind of a rough patch, but we grew in different directions. And then after that, we were able to like come together again because we had both matured so much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really special too. So just knowing that the most important thing is to resolve the conflict and yeah. resolving it doesn't mean sweeping under the rug and talking crap about that person behind their back. Like that's not yeah. resolving a conflict. Which As I think most Romanians. A lot of Romanians do that do because that, it's yeah. the easy way out. But then that's only going to cause more issues. So it's like, what does yeah. it help in the long run? Yeah, I think the biggest thing in friendships or whenever you have a conflict even with a family member whoever it is is to respect the convo mm-hmm. to leave the convo where it was i know we have friends or like our husbands where we can like mm-hmm. vent out or just talk mm-hmm. to them about what happened that's different than going to the whole world and if anyone ever mentions their name 
talking crap about them or being like, oh, they did this and this and this. It's Mm -hmm. like, that's not healthy. That's not fair to the other person. Mm -hmm. And I think in my early 20s, I went through a stage where I like was observing all my friends in the Romanian community. I don't know if all Romanians go through this, but you're kind of like, I need to get out of the Romanian community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think I think we all we go all, through it. I think so. we all have our little phase where we... Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of had that phase where I was just like, this girl is so nice to me. And then she talks crap about me. And then like, again, I think we we're too young to even confront it. Or for me, I was more like, it's not worth my time. Mm-hmm. So it's also like growing up and maturing and being like, maybe I needed that space from these people at that time. Mm -hmm. But now like we can be friends or we can like kind of laugh it off and be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we were just immature. But I think when I still hear like girls in their late twenties and thirties and forties, I'm like, we're not in high school anymore. Like we exactly. And someone needs uh, to say that. I mean, it's true that you said it. Someone (laughs) needs to say it. Just just, because uh, you're a certain age, that doesn't mean that you're mature. It doesn't stop. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're emotionally mature. Sometimes it takes, like for me, I told you, now that I've seen my daughter, that Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, she like can't apologize. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hard to deal with. So it's like sometimes God will like open your eyes in a different way too. So yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Well, to wrap it up, I think we have some important points to remember. Um, first would be separate the person from the conflict. That way you don't attach negative feelings to that person. And then you can get to the point of like, I can't stand them anymore. So yep. I feel like that's important. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard. Hard, yeah. <laughs> Instead of just seeing that person as the conflict, it's mm-hmm. like, no, this is the conflict. That's just the person. Mm-hmm. Another one is work together by not placing blame on the other party and take ownerships of your own issues. Yeah. The other one is agree to disagree. Each person has a unique point of view. Being right is not what's important. During conflict, seeking the truth can trap you rather than set you free. Truth is relative to the person's point of view. Yeah. That's a hard one to swallow. It's a hard (laughs) pill to swallow for sure. But like you can't force your truth on people as Mm -hmm. much as if even if your truth is the absolute truth, that person has free will. You can't force it on them. You're only stressing yourself out by trying to do it. You're only ruining the relationship. So just accepting like, okay, even if we disagree about this, that's fine. I know going forward, this is what we disagree on and... Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Finally, focus on the future of the relationship and what steps to take forward in order to better the relationship. That would be the ultimate end goal. Yeah. But if you know that the other person, like I said, is not a willing party because a relationship takes equal work on both in both parties sometimes yes you go i think through seasons where like hey my friend is going through a rough time but it has to be a back and forth if you see a recurring pattern of i'm always there for you and you're never there for me that's a toxic relationship yeah that's a red (laughs) flag it's a toxic relationship so focusing on the future of the relationship that can also be the relationship with yourself so if at the end of a conversation like okay you're not going to take the steps you don't want to work on it that's fine but Mm. i got to better myself going forward yeah that's good so i think you wrapped it up really well and we have a challenge for you guys this week if you're involved in any type of a conflict i hope you're not but (laughs) if you are try to use one of the skills we suggested in the episode and if you want and feel comfortable report back your results in our anonymous suggestion box yeah other than that guys we want to thank you so much for being here with us today we hope that this information was beneficial to you guys and educational please don't forget to subscribe to apple Podcasts, youtube and spotify so you can keep up with our new episodes and we'll see you guys back here next tuesday